Hello. Welcome back to Moms Talk Autism. Friends, we're going to do a little something different today, but I'm not going to tell you what it is until you come back. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, This community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right, guys. So we are going to try something different today, something that we've been... um, thinking about for a while now, just with some questions that we get on the Instagram page. So we are going to have an installment. I don't know how often we're going to do it. Girls, who knows? We'll just see. Um, And it's going to be a Moms Talk Moms episode. So the hope in the Moms Talk Moms episode is that you guys will get to know us not only as mothers of these exceptional children who come and talk all things autism, um, but just as normal human beings, because we're also human beings outside of that. And also in hopes that you guys will find friends in this community where you can really relate to each other on a mom level, but also relate to each other on just a human friend level. So today we are going to talk about all of the things that we are outside of moms. And obviously the mom thing is going to roll in, right girls, on some of this stuff because, you know, once a mom, yeah, duh, always a mom. Always a mom. De- define you know. normal. Mm-hmm. Define right? yeah. saying that's like what normal, I have a problem whatever with. Whatever that normal is. Normal moms. Whatever that is. Normal. What is what is a normal we're, mom? Well, I don't think we're normal moms. We are not. We are, we are not quite We are not normal. basic witches. We are not. <laughs> As proved by our discussion all. before we, <laughs> I know I was keeping it PG. I'm trying to still Start keep it. our podcast clean. She doesn't uh, want to put the E at the end, you know. Shannon, can she you introduce us e all real quick? Well, how about I let you introduce yourselves with your gorgeous voices? Fine, yeah. fine. Hey, hi, hi, hi. It's Natasha. Hello, this is it's Brittany. <laughs> nope, nope. I'm gonna need a Brittany and a. Um, Which? Which? <laughs> okay. Oh, hi, Lord. this is Brittany. Brittany doesn't get down. <laughs> yeah, Brittany doesn't get down on our Brittany Spears jokes with her, but it's fine. It's going to be okay. Sometimes I'm she I have I have contributed at times. She has. Yes. She has. It is. And she's partially. And she, and Today is not the morning. Tip top secret. <laughs> tip top secret. Um. Okay. So, girls, one of the questions that we get asked a lot is they want to know um, what we do, like who works in the home, who works out of the home, mm-hmm. who doesn't work that has other things that they do. Um, so not just you. Tasha's over there raising her hand. Um, I'm the lazy one. Lazy. Whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so so um, who wants to start? Who wants to talk about themselves that is not the l word i would ever use for a tosh no lazy no what l word would you what l word are you thinking of? <laughs> lover 
don't know. She is a lover. Mm. She's a lover. Who wants to go first? Lustful. What do you do? Mm. What do you do Excuse outside me? of momming? Do you work in or out of the house? What? Who's going? Don't so, make me call you out. So, okay. I'll go first. That's Jean. <sighs> Jean. This is me. Um, so I was working before Rory's diagnosis and before we moved to Texas, I was, I worked, I had a business, I worked, my office was in my home, but I was, I had an event firm. I was, I sometimes worked 70 hour work weeks, but then I had sold that and we moved or I sold my portion of it. Um, and we moved to Texas and uh, I was going to take a year sabbatical to get us all adjusted and recalibrated and also give myself the postpartum experience that I certainly did not have with my son, with my daughter, because she came three weeks after we moved. So um, I was starting another business out of my home, another like catering, pop-up catering business. Um, and then that got to be a struggle. And I then was just full-fledged, like, advocate for Rory, man, personal assistant, executive assistant, managing all of, all of that. And that became my role. And it wasn't until, um, two, two, three years ago, I started to step out and I started to, to do some things. Um, I had had some social selling businesses, um, that does give me something, you know, um, still to this day. And then I, uh, was doing advocacy work with Texas parent to parent, which I'm still involved in. Um, but it's very sparse. Um, my participation and what I do, it's based on just the demand, um, and schedule of, of doing <clears throat> medical trainings. Um, and what that program is, is to help inform and educate first and second year medical residents on the experiences of being a special needs parent um, and, and informing them about the resource of what Texas parent to parent organizations like that and what they do and how we all can kind of work synergistically to support their, their clients. Um, and that's important that they need to know about that and why the need is essential. Um, but it's also talking about the highs and lows um, an experience that they're never going to get really essentially when they become doctors, because once that door revolving door starts happening, they're only sitting with patients, you know, mostly like 15 to 30 minute sessions, unless it's an evaluation type of situation. They're not really getting the the full scope of what it is like for us. So anyway, it's work. It's just like a little pebble that you hope spreads and spreads and spreads every single time you do one of those. Um, and then I was doing other advocacy work. I was on a board, um, <clears throat> for, um, anti-racist education, um, through, through moms, uh, that was nationwide. Um, and during that time I started running as school board trustee and then I got elected and that's basically has turned into, I mean, it is, it is like a full-time job, especially in the wake of the onset in the wake of the pandemic. Um, it's always been a fast moving train jumping on any kind of school board or city council, um, once you're elected, but you, 
um, this is just like on steroids right now, still, um, with the climate of the world, just the landscape of, of being in these positions has changed, um, and evolved. So I'm very passionate about that work, um, because I wanted to be in a place where it impacted policy. Now I don't get paid for that. Um, but to me, the dividend that pays off is going to be my, obviously not only my children's outcomes, but many children's outcomes, um, and the betterment of our community and our society moving forward. And, um, it's just escalated my advocacy. And then now I'm trying to monetize my personal individual advocacy more. Um, and I'm in the process of doing that, but I, I've, I have danced with the idea, especially now that I'm the one that's going through a divorce of, you know, going back to working for an employer, but it's hard to find that unicorn position. That's going to give me the flexibility that I have to have. I have to have it. Like, it's just, it's inevitable. I mean, I was even trying to like figure it out. I'm like, Oh, well maybe I could (laughs) work this set amount of hours. No, because week to week, it changes so much. It changes so much. So I, I, no, I cannot have a job that exchanges time for money. So, but I do need to have income. And it's something that I do advocate for, for us as, um, well, being a woman, obviously, I've been in a situation where I've been solely reliant on my husband's income at this point for the past, past few years, basically. It wasn't always not our entire length of our marriage for sure. But, um, and so I know I need to do that. The other thing that happens is that the, if a a spouse and mostly if it's the spouse that turns out to be the advocate, you know, um, the, the caregiver, the main primary caregiver to the child, they are then giving up having, you know, your retirement, your social security and all that stuff. And that's sort of like an issue across the, you know, across the whole field, the whole landscape for, or for families. And then that puts them even a lot of families, um, in a more impoverished situation. It makes the disabled community in a, uh, more socioeconomical, uh, challenged position. And so, you know, you, I have felt myself bumping up against that for quite some time and, um, trying to, you know, trying to get out of that, to get back to some higher ground and then having that interdependence financially. Um, but it's a process. And I, I know that we have a lot of, you know, dual working, um, in households and moms that, single moms that have to work. And with that, they're sacrificing additional, uh, advocacy that they may want or participation that they may or want to do with their, with their child. And some, I was just talking to a mom yesterday. She actually signs up to be a substitute in our school district. Um, so she always works inside of the schools where her kid is attending. So she can, and she works, she wants, she serves as like an EA or subs for those, uh, special ed teachers. So 
so she has her eyes and ears to the ground and she's getting, you know, some income from, from doing that. But I know that that's, that's, that's not everything, you know, that's just something. I think that's also, again, a common position that, that women end up being in. But anyway, that's, that is how, that is how my life looks right now. I think a year from now, it's going to look a lot different. There may still be some similar components. Um, but that's, that's what it looks like right now. Well, and I feel like we're always in transition phases, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like I've ever been in a position where I'm like, everything is totally settled and this is life and it actually stays the same for a significant period of time. <laughs> like, it's just always fluctuating and we're having to figure out new plans, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, what about you, Tosh? You're not muted, so I'm going to pick you. Oh, buddy. Okay. Yeah, I am. I am full engaged stay-at-home mom. Um, we, uh, Tyler and I have had the ability to, um, to live off of his income and we have just found over the last, how, I mean, you know, nine, I guess Jack's almost nine. So nine years, what's best for our family. Um, so yeah, I, I was a, you know, I had a a career for 15 years before, um, before I had kiddos and, and just, you know, slowly finding out that it, it was hard. It was hard to, um, and then to balance that. And then, and then even more hard to balance it when, uh, you know, Jack got his diagnosis and, uh, I had moved from my career into a social, um, business, like much like Jean. And then, um, and then kind of just decided when we picked up this, the podcast that, uh, this was more important. Advocacy-ish work is more important than anything. So yeah, that is it. That is all I'm doing. <laughs> no, what else do you do? You participate in your church. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just kind of right now, I'm just kind of listening to God in, in what he has for me and not trying to so much steer the ship like I've always done. You know, I, I have always uh, just my personality type. I've always, this is what I have to do. This, I have to be going, 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 um, and doing something to, you know, quote unquote, like provide or to make a, you know, have a purpose or to make my mark, my stamp on, on the world. Um, so right now I'm just kind of sitting back and, and, you know, praying about it and what does he want from me and how does that look? And, um, you know, whether that's just being at home with my kiddos and, and doing the podcast or, you know, just him opening other doors in, in the advocacy region. I would love, there's some other, you know, um, things that I would love to do, but I don't want it to be my agenda. I want it to be his for sure. So, um, so yeah, so I'm just, I'm just kind of hanging out right now. (laughs) I'm, I am, I am, uh, doing a lot in, in like, like you said, Shannon, in my church and, and then just with, you know, the podcast and, um, and some other things. Well, you're exploring, right? You're finding the things that make you feel fulfilled. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I will always sit 100% in gratitude that, um, you know, that Tyler and I do have the capability. Um, and, and, you know, for me, that is like 
all thanks to God, you know, that, that Tyler has a phenomenal career and he, and he makes um, great money and, and has a, a, a good retirement plan, all of that, that we um, have financially been smart and, and, um, and set ourselves up in, in a good position for not just, you know, the present, but also for our future. Um, and it, and it is providing for me to be able to, to do this, to, to do something that, you know, that, feels awesome, but there's, you know, not any money in it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so fulfilling and we love it. And, you know, and I do, and I am grateful that that, that social business that I had, you know, it uh, is still, even though I'm not working it, it is still um, providing income, um, you know? So, I mean, if that eventually dwindles out, then it's okay. But, you know, for now I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it when it comes. Brady I'll take Brit. It when it comes. Let's talk about Brady Brit. Oh, let's. I love talking about me. It's so fun. It's your um, least favorite thing to talk about. I am dripping with sarcasm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I had my first child, my college age son. Now he's a freshman in college. Right after I graduated from from college myself. So I never entered the workforce. Um, I got my degree and um, Doug was still finishing up school. He was um, getting a business degree. So I got to stay home with my baby. And so that was kind of our plan. And we definitely, we decided as a couple um, before I, I worked before I got married, I've had jobs since I was a teenager, but we decided as a couple that um, we definitely wanted, to, if it was possible, we wanted to have one of us stay home with the kids while they were young, at least before you know s- school age. And so that was kind of the plan. Um, and we had our three boys boom, boom, boom in a row. And so it was just chaos and diapers and toddlers and boy t- stuff everywhere. And that's just my life. And it was, I loved it. I loved all of it. And it was perfect. I used to dress them up in the same t-shirts, neon colors, and I'd take them to the park and I would just like sit there and I would like just keep track of the neon orange shirts. Like, and I just count one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, over and over and over again. Cause they would scatter. Oh my like, gosh. It was, I love it. It was insane. Um, but I had a lot more energy then and it was fine. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, but once, once they started, you know, going off to school at that point, Austin had his diagnosis and, um, we were doing a lot of ABA therapy and um, seeing a lot of specialists and therapists and really trying to give, you know, all of that early intervention, early, you know, therapy that they um, try to try to tell you. Which, which, it's true. I mean, the more you get when they're young, the better, of course. But, um, you know, you have to balance it out. And um, I was just I was Austin's personal assistant at that point. Um mm-hmm. And all, all the boys, too, they were involved in different things, soccer and whatever. So um, I did that. And I, I've i always had to have a project or something to be me. Um, always, always, always. I would channel that energy into, like, home projects, like, whether that's, like, painting a mural on a wall or, like, redecorating a room or... Uh, building, you know, repurposing furniture or whatever it was, I I have to have something to do with my hands. Like I have to create something. If I don't, I become a very, very grumpy person. (laughs) 
It's <laughs> a nice way to say it. Like I am, I am like, it's not fun to be around me. I have to have a project. So um, I've always kept myself busy with that. I taught art classes to kids for a while. I would volunteer in my kids' schools. I would do all sorts of things. And um, we moved to California. And um, after we had our little Miss Ruby, our, our baby girl, um, I started, I don't know, I was just looking for a new project, I guess. And I started doing sugar cookies. And it started off as like, oh, those are really pretty. I saw them in a magazine or a YouTube video or something. I'm like, I can do that. And I did them and they were horrible, you guys, horrible. And I was, I was not going to be defeated by this. And so I took it on as like a personal challenge to like figure out how this works. And I bought a few things and um, I've never taken an official class per se, but I just watched a lot and tried a bunch of things and slowly improved over the years and kind of got to the point where people were asking me to do it and they would like pay me for my, you know, time or supplies and, you know, friends and whatever. And then I kind of took it to the next level and was like, okay, I think I want to do this officially. And so I went down to my city. I don't know what, what is it called? It's like the city council building or chamber of commerce. I don't know. I got a business license. So, um, and now I have my in-home business and it is flourishing. I have more work than I could ever do if I never slept again. And that's how it is for a lot of us. We're, we're called we're called cookieers, in case you were wondering. That's the official word. I don't know. That's just what we call ourselves. But there's so there's a lot of us around in my area and all over the the world, really. But um and you know, I'm, I'm having to turn people away as many of us are because it's, it's pretty labor intensive and it's a luxury kind of item. They're highly decorated. This isn't just a chocolate chip cookie, although those are delicious. Um, so yeah, I'm doing fa- fancy cookies and, uh, it, it's, I do them for like, uh, personal like birthday parties and like events for like a custom order, but it's a lot of like vendor stuff and being involved in the community and, uh, donating, stuff stuff to the local library for a fundraiser and like stuff like that. That's what I really, really like to do. I like to be involved in my local community and improving it and um, in, in its own way, advocating. Um, I try to be involved in anything that's related to special needs or um, education that way, special education. Um, I'm always looking for those opportunities to, to take my my business and support those kinds of things. And, uh, anyway, it's, it's been amazing. It's definitely a, I'm also a little bit of a workaholic and I need to like figure out how to not do it too much and still be part of my family. And I, Doug has had to have an intervention with me more than once and sit me down and be like, look, (laughs) you need to, you need to, chill out a little bit. And he's, he's absolutely right. Um, this year's been better every year. I'm getting better and better at it. Just like figuring out where my line is, right. Those boundaries. So I'm doing that a lot. I'm still everyone's personal assistant. Um, and now I'm doing, uh, my, my children's personal assistant and now I'm doing this podcast. And so I kind of, I tell people I have two part-time jobs. Um, I have this podcast, which which everyone, in case you were wondering, this takes some work <laughs> to get this together. Uh, I, I just like with cookies, you have no idea how much time and effort it takes to make a podcast. And I'm not saying this to like pat ourselves on the back, but it's like you just no clue. This costs money and time, and it's an effort. And it, we, I don't know, it it depends on the week, but 
we can spend anywhere, I mean, up to 20 hours a week on this podcast just to get this episode mm-hmm. out to you um, mm-hmm. individually. So, and if we do anything extra and there's a social media aspect and blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's a part-time job. So, uh, and it could very, very easily be a full-time job if we took it, that took it that way. So yeah. with no pay, <laughs> with no pay. <laughs> no pay. we are, we are paying to <laughs> give this to you right now. So. Um, now we will, uh, discuss that we, further on maybe it. this year. Yeah. We do. We do love it. We do love it. And and we have some ideas and some thoughts about how we can, you know, make more improve that. Yeah. And yeah. get more to you guys and and maybe get some help from that from you guys. But we'll talk about that later. That's not for today. So anyway. Can we just can we just go back to the fact that you said we call ourselves cookiers? And it gave me a whole visual in my head about like this mm-hmm. underground community of like cookiers and they're uh, like, you have no idea you have your own signs like gang signs and you're like there was cookie cutter dark trading Remember? cookie cutters yes. there's trading cookie cutters we go up it's to each very other's serious. house and pick up cookie cutters we borrow each other's equipment sometimes someone needs boxes but their <laughs> shipment won't be there in time we'll go pick each other up it is we have a little group thing you guys you you need to be backs we do. If if you need to be nice to your cookier, because if you are rude to a cookier and then you oh, try to go get hire no. someone else, we all know. And we Rude will just say, oh, sorry, movement. we're busy. Oh, sorry. I'm totally booked. I can't take your order because you've been blacklisted. Yes. <laughs> we really. know. So be well, careful. and I think too, like <laughs> I used to do cakes and Brittany, that's the thing that people don't, I don't do cakes anymore. Um, people don't understand the time it takes. And yes. if you are a perfectionist, the stress behind it that goes into mm-hmm. all of yes. it. So when you feel like your child's cake or cookies are too expensive, it's because quite honestly, you have no idea what goes yeah. into actually making the items. It's true. You know, it's true. I had to quit making cakes because I just got too stressed out. I was like, this isn't worth it. I'm like scratching myself because I'm all stressed out. And, I'm like, and th- there just, becomes you know, a stage in every large order or every holiday where I'm like, why am I? What? I'm just going to throw like all now. this away. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you get over that little hump and it's better again. But yes. But yeah, just Be like especially it, nice any... here cookie years in December <laughs> during the holidays. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, no, it's it's been amazing. I love it. I love the community. I love being able to interact with people and bring joy to people. These are yes. these are for happy things usually. And it's um it is very, very it fulfills my creative side. I get to make something, I get to give it away. I don't have to have a bunch of stuff in my house. Like <laughs> I'm not making artwork and covering my walls, which is lovely if you do that, but you know, I, I can give it away, but yet I still got the creative outlet out of it and I get paid to do it. So, I mean, come on. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. It's a creative outlet for you. It gives you yeah. something to pour into that you really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a I therapy thing, that. honestly, because you mm-hmm. get to, I get to focus on it and just like lose myself in the work, which is yeah, huge, it's actually so. right. Well, it's hyper focus that, that hyper focus. That's what we all like, do. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's like mm-hmm. meditating, you know, yeah. it's, it has the same kind of, um, benefit to us doing that. I, and I'm the same way. I, I have to be like creating and making something, um, constantly and, yeah. and it doesn't, and that product can be tangible or not. It's just have to be in the process of creating and making something in it. And I'm mental health is important. Grumpy. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else have Eminem's lyrics running through their head ever since Britney said lose yourself? No? Just me. Just you. Just check it. <laughs> I know what the subject of the email is going to be now. <laughs> oh, girl. All right, Shannon, tell us about you. <clears throat> okay. Um. Well, we're all kind of going back a little bit. So I worked in the mortgage business for 13 years until I had Gracie. So that was my pre-Gracie career. Um, worked all through having Maya because I was a single mom and I didn't have a choice. I had to bring in that cash, right? Um, my husband was law enforcement. We decided for Gracie. Um, it would be best for one of us to stay home. I won. I was home with Gracie. Um I don't want to spend too long on that, but, um, I was home with Gracie and luckily enough, when I was in the mortgage business, I also started my health journey. Um, I used to be like 50 pounds overweight. I was miserable. I was exhausted and I made a change and I actually started a wellness business while I was in the mortgage business, which actually turned out being a blessing in disguise because when I decided to stay home and leave a six figure job, I actually had money coming in and I was able to have something that was for me, for myself, that had me connecting with other women all across the country. Um, And it just gave me something to pour myself into that wasn't just, you know, what we do every day on top of all the mom stuff, Um, which is rewarding. You know, don't get me wrong on its own, but I am a really big proponent of having those things for yourself. Um, So I had that business, Um, still have that business. It's been nine years now. And just recently this year, I decided to get into real estate. I knew after having a 13-year career in the mortgage business that that was just not something that I could manage, you know, with the life that we live. I can't be in an office every day from eight to five, usually longer hours. Um, It's just not something that would work for us. So I'd always been really passionate about real estate. I was always really interested in real estate and pretty houses and all of that. So I decided um, actually in February for my birthday, I bought myself the real estate course and I completed that. And I am now working outside of the house doing real estate. Um, The perk to that is sort of kind of goes back to what Jean was talking about is it's not necessarily exchanging time for money. I don't have to be at a job for a certain amount of hours every single week to bring in an income. Um, It's flexible. You know, I do my best every single day to get as much work as I possibly can done while Gracie's at school. It may be some of the paperwork stuff, the behind the scenes stuff. Um, And quite Honestly, my family is really having to adjust to the fact that real estate does happen on evenings and weekends. So it does look a lot like me doing open houses on the weekends, or I may have to show homes on the weekends. But the nice thing is that I can schedule it usually around my schedule, which is very helpful, especially I've been very lucky thus far to work with parents. So I'm servicing clients who have kids who understand what life looks like, who get that things come up and that are willing to work with me when they know that I have something in my calendar that's for my kids. And they're respectful of that because they also have that, right? Um, So the real estate thing is it's something for me. It's to get me out of the house. I know I've said on multiple podcast episodes, you know, our significant others who do work outside of the home while they work very, very hard, they have the ability to leave the house and just be them. 
And when I was working from the house, I did not feel like I had the ability to leave the house and just be Shannon on a regular basis. Like, yeah, I could have a dinner with the girls and be Shannon, or yeah, I could meet for margaritas and be Shannon, but it was never on a regular basis. It was when the family schedule would allow me to leave for an evening for dinner. Um, So it's been really nice. You know, I still have my coaching business, which is run completely online, and I am and will forever be thankful for the women that I have met through that because these are women who have known me through this entire journey. I have women who were with me nine years ago who have watched Maya grow up, who've seen me completely go through my pregnancy with Gracie, to the birth of Gracie, to the diagnosis with Gracie, um, and they know me and they love me and they support me. Um But I felt like I just needed to have something where I was seeing people in person and being a human outside of the home who was just Shannon, you know, and real estate thus far has been the vehicle for that. Um, The goal for that obviously is to help provide income for my family because Lord knows inflation isn't dropping anytime soon and groceries are expensive, but um You know, it's for future planning, too. I need to set up a trust for Gracie, and I need to have income for Gracie. And I don't want to say I'm not going to provide any of that stuff for Maya, but Maya can provide for herself. Maya has the ability to leave the house and go to college if she so chooses and get a job and support herself. And I don't know what that looks like for Gracie. So um, I'm really taking that seriously when it comes to my real estate and how I can use this vehicle to be sure that I'm able to provide for her once I'm not here or once I get so old that I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> right? Like at some point, we don't want to be working. I don't want to be working when I'm 80, you know? I mean, I love Gracie and I want to provide for her, but I don't really want to be doing it at 80 years old, you know? So that is what I do. Um, I love talking. I love talking to people. <laughs> I love being with people. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what else do I do? Can I, I do that. Can I, I, I want to say something about that you said that was really, you know, it's very profound. And I know we've, we've talked about it before, which was the, our spouses being able to leave the house and mm-hmm. they got to, you know, even though it was for work, they still got to be something outside of what they are just at home. And mm-hmm. I was definitely <clears throat> experiencing that myself after our move here to Texas and the onset of Rory's diagnosis. I became a lot more isolated and then the pandemic happened and even more isolating. And then this weird thing happened. I was what I, by the way, had no idea what I was doing campaigning to run for a trustee. And it was weird because you couldn't even campaign like you normally would, but because I had a social selling business, I understood how to use social media. And so that was how I campaigned. And that actually did set me apart from the other, other people. But the very awkward thing was, was I had such severe social anxiety now. And that was not something I felt like I had before. I was all, you know, I considered myself very tenacious and outgoing. And, you know, if I had anxiety, it was, you know, very minimal, but all of a sudden I was like, I felt like I had this social atrophy, (laughs) major atrophy. And it was Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know, how to be in the world. You know, have that meme that goes around that it's like, you know, you were a stay at home mom for so many years and then you like return to the workforce and this big bird sitting at a boardroom table. 
It's like, <laughs> you're just like this like weird thing sticking out. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just feel like big bird all of the time. I mean, I'm not, it's much better now, like much better, but that, that is something legitimate that we go through and experience. And for some, the pandemic probably compounded that even more. And yeah, so it's a beautiful opportunity that then I was called to serve in this capacity so that I, you know, am now benefiting and working through all that with myself again. But I do grapple with like, you know, you grapple with your self-worth and as a result of that, you know, and people are looking at you like, oh, you're, you've got your, it all together. Well, you look great. <laughs> you know, my, yeah, that's not how I feel. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's, I, and I think that that's probably also maybe a fear for some women who like that have mostly moms, obviously that have reached out to us that have been like, how do I decide whether or not I'm leaving the workforce or not? You know, mm-hmm. I think that that is kind of partially there for them that, that I would imagine that that is something under the surface that is either the primary or secondary thing that is, that's there. It's like, could I honestly get, give that, give that up because I do get to be this other person than just mom. And I know that that was something that was always important to me when I set out as being, becoming a mother from the very beginning. And so, um, yeah, so I, I'm glad that you, you brought that up. Uh, cause I just can imagine that a lot of our listeners have grappled with or feel the same things. Definitely. And I want to clarify too, like I have always wanted to be a mom. I have always wanted children and my daughters, if you know me, are the most important humans in my life. So I do not want to um, make anyone who's a stay at home mom and doesn't have anything else going on. Like, I don't want to make you feel bad. That's definitely not the, you know, point of this episode. Um, These are my most favorite humans in the whole entire world. And I know you guys feel exactly the same way. Yeah, Um, I do. I've always wanted to be a mom too. We we are all on a very different journey. I never Mm -hmm. envisioned myself being a stay-at-home mom. I, Mm -hmm. I always thought like I'm going to... Um, have my children and I'm going to, you know, between Tyler and I's schedule, we will just make it work. Um, but, you know, whatever you want to say, the universe, God, whoever, mm-hmm. you know, has different plans for you. And and sometimes when you just let that go and you, and you, and you roll with it, it, it you know, I mean, um, I, I'm kid when I say, you know, I'm lazy, I don't do anything. I mean, being a stay-at-home mom is hard. I don't know mm-hmm. how people work outside of the house and manage everything at home. Um, whether you have a typical or, you know, or a diverse child, whatever. Um, but I, I definitely, I second what you say, Shannon. I don't want anybody out there that even if they're not doing, you know, besides just being at home with their kiddos and managing their household, that is in and of itself is worthy of it's everything. A, Sometimes it's a huge worthy load. of more, you know, mm-hmm. it's um, a huge load. And it's 24 seven. You don't turn it off. (laughs) We all have different personalities, you know, not, and I'm not speaking just the four of us. I'm speaking as humans, you know, um, and, and what's cut out for some people is not, you know, I, I have zero desire to ever work again. Um, Mm -hmm. if I had to, I would, um, you know, but I'm, I'm okay with just doing things that, that fulfill my, my, um, 
or that fill my cup, you know, and mm-hmm. um, in just being volunteering other time, you know, yeah. serving others and and not bringing in the bacon, you know, in like, your own I'm, way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that is just as good as well, you know? Um, well, and I yeah. think too, like, you know, I had Maya, I never thought I would be a stay at home mom. And then I became a stay at home mom and I didn't think I would ever go back to work. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. Gracie's seven and a half. And I'm like, I want to work out of the house. So yeah. also like realizing that those things can change, right? Like yeah. your wants and your needs and your desires are allowed to change. Right. And you are allowed to explore those, right? Like don't don't feel guilty for exploring things that you as a human need. Um, okay. I want to ask a few lighthearted questions for people to get to know us better. Um, Question number one, and we're going to go just Brittany, Jean, Tosh. Okay. Question number one is, if you were home alone in your house with no one there for one day. I'm already so happy right now. Okay. Oh, my God. I know. Do you feel the joy in your heart? I feel the joy. The anticipation. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. You are home for 12 hours all by yourself with no one there. What are two things that you would do mm. with your day? Two things. That's it. Two things. I mean, we can go three, but I have 12 hours. You have 12 hours alone. What are two, two of the things that you would do? I know what I would, what I would compulsively do, but then I would try <laughs> to battle it and do something different. So compulsively right. what I would do is I would immediately start cleaning everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because my house is a perpetual mess and um I you would have four go kids. around I, I do and I would just <laughs> go around and I would just start picking everything up because I know it would stay put away for 12 hours mm-hmm. and that brings a lot of joy to my heart <laughs> um so I would probably mm-hmm. do that first now it's so funny that you mentioned this because Doug Doug told me once he was, I don't know, he goes, if you had three days yourself or a weekend or something, I know what you would do. Oh and I'm like, well, you don't know what I would do. Weekend? He said, you would go around and clean up the whole house, everything. You would put everything exactly where it needed to go. And then you'd go into a room and you would start a project and rip it all apart. And I looked at him. I was like, you're right. That's what I would do. Dang it. You know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 years, right? So yes, um, I would clean my whole house and then I would probably um, make myself a really yummy meal because I do love to cook. Um, something that none of my family will eat because they just like to live off of chicken nuggets and potato chips. And um, and then I would yeah, watch buddy. a show that I've been meaning to watch because I never sit down and watch TV or I'd read a book and probably fall asleep mm-hmm. reading it. <laughs> I love it. Jean, what you got? Oh, blow your nose first, Jean. <laughs> Don't let Tosh hear the sound. That's, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. That's why you were you know? muted. I know. That's why I'm, so I'm trying to be cognizant of that. Um, it's so funny that you asked this because today uh, Brad had sent me a reel and it was a reel of a mom uh, being kidnapped and the kidnapper saying like, you are only going to have access to a bed and be fed meals on occasion. And you're not going to have access to the outside world. And she was like, I get to sleep in peace and silence. And someone brings mm-hmm. me food. Yeah. Oh my God. But she, and then she's like, Oh, I mean, Oh, that's terrible. Like, no, like, that's, <laughs> like that is Sign amazing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, why did I, I should want to be kidnapped. Why did I never think of this before? Um, 
I, uh, God, I have not. I think the only time, I think even in the recent time, like few months, uh, the other day I had like four hours to myself. Um, so I took a bath. I took a bath. I opened a bottle of wine and I, uh, uh, just rested. I actually refused to clean. Mm. Um, it was just like, it's all right there. And I was only focused on whatever it is I needed to do for myself. I think at that time, um, I do the same thing Brittany does, which is like, if I do clean everything, I then also I'm like, okay, now everything's tidy and put away. What project am I going to start now? Um, so it is kind of dangerous. It's like, oh, like, but it's because it's almost like a palate cleanser. So you've cleaned the palate, you've put everything right. away. It's not, it's, it's, it's not cluttered anymore. So, you know, now you have the space and the clearing to do something that you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I, I love, I mean, even I, I love being home alone. I do. And it just never happens. <laughs> it is one of my f- very favorite things. It's it the best. It really happens. Yeah, it is. Mm. 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 Okay, yeah. Tashi, what you got? What's your thing? Yes. So I would clean as well. <laughs> <laughs> we are so bored. I told you we were all witches. Get out but of our I, and clean this up because it's a mess. My house is – this is not patting myself on the back. We We are – we all have ADHD in my house. So, and we're not like, we don't have a lot of things. So, um, my house is like always 100% surface cleaned. There, there's yes. not things laying around. There is not like, no way. It just doesn't happen. So, I would deep clean. And when I say deep clean, I mean, I could only choose two rooms because I would spend the majority of the time, like, we're talking like toothbrush, like, just like, you know, like, down and dirty. Um, and then I would spend a good portion of it binge watching TV, like with all the snacks and things around me. So I didn't have to get up (laughs) Mm -hmm. besides just to go to the bathroom. And Mm -hmm. I would just geek out on something good. I feel that deep down. Yeah. It's glorious. My favorite thing. It is (sighs) snacks and vegging out. Mm -hmm. And, and, and usually I binge watch at night. And then I pay for it the next morning yeah. because I'm exhausted. So you'd exhausted. be able to do it all day and wake and up refreshed. Crabby. Yes. yes. <laughs> after I cleaned, though, because I'd have to reward myself. Yeah. After I did something. Clearly. Yes. Clearly. Yeah. So I knew I should go first. <laughs> I knew I should go first because I knew we were all going to say the same thing. Okay. I would clean, but hear me out on this. Um, Brittany was talking about how like when she does cookies, it like allows her to zone. Right. And she, so that is one of my favorite things to do is to put in my AirPods and put on a true crime podcast and clean to the point where I will mop. And that's one of Maya's chores. And Maya's like, mom, stop mopping. Cause she feels bad because I'm doing her chore. And I'm like, shut up. I'm listening to a podcast. Let me mop the living room. Like 
stop talking to me because there's something satisfying about like watching it get clean, but being very zoned in and no one is bothering you. It's just me. So I would a hundred percent pop in true crime and I would clean my house also because I cannot relax in a messy atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I struggle very Mm -hmm. much with that. So if I could like at least just clean, like, you know, the kitchen living room area. So there's nothing distracting. Um, Then I could do the second thing that I would do, which would also be to camp out on the couch with toodles on my lap because he's the best snuggler. Um, And I would either watch Real Housewives or True Crime. I need either garbage TV or murder TV. Like those are the only two things I want to watch. It's one or the other. What if if somebody made a Real Housewives true crime TV, like comp, like hybrid? That's what you need. Well, if it keeps keeps going the way it's going, the way it's going, somebody is going to kill somebody and there is going to be true. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Um, and I, I'm convinced that the reason sometimes I just need garbage TV like that, not true crime. True crime is not garbage TV, friends, um, mm-hmm. housewives, 100% garbage TV, is that sometimes I just need to watch something that requires zero brain power at all. Like yes. I need to just be able yes. to watch it and not think at all and also laugh about how dumb some people are, right? Yeah. Like there's just like a sense of, you know, makes you feel better about yourself that you don't act the way some people do. So, um yeah, that is 100% what I would do with my day, and I would have no regrets at all. None. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Or or if we had all the money in the world, we would be flown to a lovely beach and have everything set up with cocktails and pool boys and all of the things, mm-hmm. and, and we would, you know, for lay 12 there hours. for 12 hours. Sign me up. I mean, sign me up. More than 12 hours. I mean, I'm greedy, right? I will. Hey, you know what? Beggars won't be. I'm trying to be realistic here. I will be be realistic. I will take the 12 hours. Even 12 hours really is not realistic. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like the last, I got four hours. Okay. All right. Next question. What is your favorite food? Oh. What's your favorite food? This is impossible. I don't want any of this wishy-washy crap. Pick one. Anything. Mm -hmm. Anything. Like, let's say. Okay, go ahead. What? Any? Let's say like like your comfort meal. Like okay. this makes me feel good and cozy inside. What's your favorite comfort meal? Oh. Pasta. Uh, pasta. Pasta with some kind of red sauce. Jean and I mm-hmm. are pasta buddies. We've made mm-hmm. homemade pasta together in person. And we and ate it, was, it. And it was amazing. Um, but yeah, I would say any kind of like super carb filled pasta with I I prefer a marinara or a um you know a red meat sauce. Yeah. Mm. Agree. Mm-hmm. Tasha's gonna be some form of meat in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all the it's all Tasha's family eats or meat and vegetables in bowls. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds weird. It does. But it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but it's true. There's carbs in there too. Don't forget oh. carbs. We are we are equally dispersed here. Okay. Um comfort food. Does it have to be comfort food? Because I don't, I mean, like. Well, something that just, like, makes you feel good. like Oh, uh, joy. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, anything in the the Asian realm. But, like, if we're specifically speaking, probably sushi. Mm -hmm. But not any sushi. It it needs to be, like, 
delicious goods. No, I mean like top of the line. I mean like more on a – it needs to be a trendy restaurant where there are more, you know, fun influences and – um and it, it, yeah, it, top of the line fish. We're, we're not just talking going to a, what are those things called? Hibachi. Like a sushi bar? A like conveyor a, belt whatever, sushi? Yeah. <laughs> That's not happening. You're so high maintenance. I am so- high maintenance when it comes to, yes, fish. Yeah. Yep. Very. Yeah, my grandmother's, ja- my great grandmother's Japanese. Like there is no eating yucky sushi. So you're not going to like Kroger and buying sushi. <laughs> Never in a million <laughs> years. Jay, I'll fight you on that. Jay actually likes uh, fried sushi quite a bit. Mm-hmm, that's true. Okay, so mine is literally the other night. I have found a method of making spaghetti in the instant pot, where oh. you take like the Italian sausage and you brown it in your instant pot, and then you take whatever noodles and you put those on top and then you add your marinara on top. And I always add like canned tomatoes and stuff too because I like other stuff in there. And then you add a little bit of water. You cook it for like nine minutes and your spaghetti is done. And it's cooked in the sauce, not in water and then topped with the sauce. So it's got like, it's so delicious. It makes me happy even thinking about it. And the other day I accidentally bought the wrong kind of bread, but it was such a win because it was this like... (laughs) It was the sourdough, how do you say, is it focaccia? Focaccia. Focaccia. It had like, um, it had like these delicious tomatoes on it with like mm. cheese. Which I just and learned I how like, to make, by the way. I make yeah, well, I just, now. It was an accidental purchase. I thought I was getting like a sourdough loaf for paninis and it was like a very thin focaccia loaf, right? Mm-hmm. But it was a mixture of sourdough, like so we had to eat it because like, yeah, I will bathe myself in bread. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put that in the broiler, and then we had that with our pasta. And I don't know if I've ever been that happy in my entire life. Mm. And I think part of that is because growing up, my dad, I always loved his spaghetti. My dad makes two things amazingly: one is spaghetti, and the second is chocolate chip cookies, which I probably ate ninety four of on Thanksgiving. In case anybody's wondering. Um, there is something about spaghetti. We eat it at least once a week because it brings joy, joy, joy to my heart every single time I eat it. Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay. Um, what is your favorite beverage? <laughs> Does not have to be alcoholic. Cold, hot. What are we talking? It doesn't matter. Like if you could just choose a drink, like what are you going to choose? And don't oh. be like, well, it depends on the temperature. Just what's your favorite drink? Okay. <laughs> it depends on the temperature. <laughs> My favorite drink is a quality ginger beer. I love ginger beer Mm. with lime and Mm. a little bit of cranberry because I'm bougie like that. You are bougie. Love it. So good. What you got, Jean? So she's like everything minus the vodka. (sighs) Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I, I don't drink, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, anything with bubbles. So, like, I love yes. everything sparkling. Um, but and I just there's nothing better than a, like a really good champagne. It is like mm. my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, mm. I just love it. Um, so yeah, but other than that, like I always am like I I love ginger ale, um, and so anything with upper essence, I just bubbles. I just I'm mm. a bubble girl. Bubbles. bubbles. All right, Tosh, what you got? Mm-hmm. 
Well, <clears throat> if we're just going to be drunk all day, um, <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> if that's okay right now, if we just, it's okay to be drunk all day, then I am going to choose a um, rosewater gimlet. Um, but the gin has to be Uncle Val's. Um, it's a botanical gin, um, and the and the and the rose water simple syrup needs to be made with actual, you know, like. You are so bougie. I can't even handle you. <laughs> <laughs> the rose water needs to be made with with like actual, like you know, real rose hips. Yeah. Well, because you know, there's you know, you can. Um, you have to order it from like Italy, and I mean, it's what they use to in all of their. <laughs> I desserts. maintain my previous statement. You are. So. I thought again. I I thought I always had champagne taste. I've definitely lowered my standards of living to adjust to whatever. But I do. I am in. I you share, said my. F- I know, but I but I'm not like I didn't be like I wasn't specific in breaking down. Like I don't. I guess I. I don't discriminate against a bubble, okay? If it's, you well, know, I, I don't either. like either. If you don't have Uncle Val's gin, I'll take, you know, Hendrix because that's Hendrix, so good, and that's, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> I know she knows what like, she likes. Leave her alone. I, lo- I like Hendrix too. I like Thank a you, Brittany. Gin too. I like I like earthy cocktails. Listen, this isn't Uncle Val's isn't just like Hendrix, you know, infused with cucumber botanical. This is like we're talking like botanical. I will I will send you a bottle and Ooh, you will know like this is me. Okay, uh, but one last thing. Or if we went to a um if we went to a real uh what are they called? Prohibition type bar. Um they just make a cocktail for you. You just tell them what you like. You tell them the spirits you like. You tell them like what's your, you know, palate in the sense of like more herby or citrusy, whatever. And they come up with magic. Oh, I like that. That'd be fun. It just doesn't even have a name. It's just. Except you wouldn't be able to give them spirits that you like because you like no spirits, Brittany. So you'd be like. Yeah, but. Or you know, they good. could do a they could do a mocktail <laughs> if they yeah if they're hey if they're a mixologist yeah. they will do a mocktail no problem yeah mm-hmm. just cook up a tosh yeah high tosh maintenance drink. I'm high maintenance okay cool whatever it's okay we all knew we all knew I just didn't realize how bougie you were until you talked about your sushi that has to be straight from Japan and your all sorts that of things about each other today Italy, so it's fine. It's I great. just want coffee. Like, literally, I just want coffee. Give me a good cup of hot coffee. Throw some ice in coffee. Pour some creamer in coffee. Don't creamer the coffee. I just want a really good cup of coffee. Basically yeah, you and coffee. Tyler should have got married. You guys are but we're too much alike. Sister, so that'd be weird. Soups. Yeah. yeah, we wouldn't get along because we are identical. Mm, it's questionable. Tosh married the male version of me. I 100% did. Quite honestly. 100%. It's true. Thank God. And then your daughter Tyler is my can handle me animal. and Shannon can handle me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So we are going to wrap up with peak of the week. And I'm going to go last on this because I've not put any thought into what my peak of the week is. So y'all go. Yeah. Jean so, already has one, one right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jean has one. You go, Jean. So my peak is, is that, um, Lori had his Special Olympics uh, bowling tournament yesterday, and he... Can you say that one more time? Special tournament. Olympics. 
tournament. No. Tournament. 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 Um, Stuff from the East Coast. Tournament. East Coast popping out on the podcast. Mm. (laughs) Tournament? (laughs) Buffy? Okay. All right. Uh, Listen, Buffy. Competition. So he medaled and he had his highest score that he's had all season. And it was not just the experience of like when we were there, like what we were doing, it was what happened afterwards, which was like many things. Um, we went, he, he, he went with me to pick the kind out from school and he, he wore his medal and he was, he got out of the car and normally winning is irrelevant to him. Like, he's like, I don't even understand why it's relevant, but he like, like a G got out of the car and the, his team is standing across it. And he's like, I won. I won. And he's telling everybody, I won. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And they're losing their minds. Like they are so ecstatic for him. Right. And then even the principal. And then this morning at drop off, I get there right as the bell, as morning announcements started. And I heard the principal making, making acknowledgements of our athletes um, from Special Olympics yesterday. yesterday. And the mm-hmm. teachers were going to do slideshow. Um, in the rooms, um, showing the kids that, and I'm just like, man, this is inclusion. This, this, this is what inclusion is like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. anything was meant to happen. Like it was that because then, then Rory fine now knows that this is important and he can actually do things, you know, he's mm-hmm. pushing himself. He had a lot of growth. I mean, he had to do two rounds of 10 frames so an hour and a time. half, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I turn taking, you know, we had a cap at oh like my gosh. 20 minutes to do something that was turn taking. This was unbelievable. Like that he did this. I, I mm-hmm. that like, it's not, it wasn't even about, he could have scored nothing. It, the fact that he was able to maintain that for that length of time, I'm like, and even just participate for that length of time to like mm-hmm. really be a part of it. For oh, that and the coaches are amazing. Legit. I mean, our the coaches in our district they are just amazing, and it's it's sanctioned in our uh, district, so it's a real official UIL sport, um, which is like legitimately amazing. It's not just you know extracurricular, you know, outside of the school. It's 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 recognized through the state mm-hmm. of Texas. So. Um, that's gives me so much joy that this will just be through the longevity of the rest of his duration why he's why he's in school here so it was awesome that's amazing okay give me one more because we're doing moms talk moms give me we're gonna do two today give me one for you what's a peak of the week for you (sighs) any small win it could be something like I kept it together when I ran into my garage today. <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> I can only say that and laugh because this is not going to air until next year sometime. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I, I think I am just holding it together pretty remarkably well considering everything I have going on in my life and um being proud that I you know there's not this like I want to take my husband down kind of divorce (laughs) type thing I'm 
I'm literally like, you know, concerned about everybody's well-being, And so I'm, I am, you know, I'm in a different place in my life and my adulthood and maturity wise. So I think that now I'm, you know, just not being petty. (laughs) So you're realizing your growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, There's something to be said about that. Love that. Who's Mm -hmm. next? You want to go pretty Bert, or you want me to go? I'll go. Um, so, God, I know one for me that I'm happy for me. I'm trying to think. Oh, we recently did a road trip for my family and mm. um, spent eight hours in the car together, and we did fabulous. I was so proud of everybody. <laughs> Everyone held it together. It's it's a huge, huge thing. When it's a huge thing. Thing. I thought we were going to hit some traffic, so we have to come. We drive through Nevada and then down at the top of the mountain, like Lake Tahoe, down into the valley, Sacramento Valley, where I live. And if it's a weekend, a Sunday evening, you can really hit some nasty traffic. Everyone coming down from their beautiful Tahoe cabins back down to the Bay Area or whatever, and uh, which I do not have a cabin have. or live in the Bay Area. <laughs> um, but uh but we, it really wasn't bad. We, and we must've just timed it just right. Or everyone got out early or I don't know, but it was, it was pleasantly, um, surprising how well everyone did. I was very grateful and came home, um, to not being completely exhausted and like wrung out from being in the car with the kids and trying to service everyone's needs and help them out and like keep everybody happy the whole time. So that was a win for us. Um, personal win, um, I bought, uh, I found a fabulous pair of sweatpants, uh, joggers, like fleece joggers at, um, Costco. Yep. I bought them at Costco and, um, and I bought them in three different colors and I don't want to hear anything about it from what? any of you. Nobody can see is all of us laughing. <laughs> They're like on the floor, you guys. I, Did- I, I love this because literally even grown men have been posting I- reels about how they are you know, now you are an adult and you are excited because you now buy your clothes at Costco I buy all my and you love them. I love, I, 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 I hey, Brittany, there yeah, is zero yes. judgment, friends. Yeah, I love, I love it. I love but it. But I was excited because I thought you were almost going to say something different because, you know, you always get stuff. Yeah. I thought you were going to say from Target. I did buy some nicer <laughs> things. I went you out did. with a friend and bought some nicer things recently, but right now I am in my Costco fleece leggings and I'm very, very mm. happy to be in them. Mm. And while these ones are being worn, I've got my other pair in the wash <laughs> to change them out as soon as she, she bought them she in every color. That, she has a system for them. <laughs> I have a you're system. Like that, you're, like that, you're like that insurance commercial where they're turning into their parents. You know, I'm 100% that person. Hey, I, I love Mama K. So no, no, no. I'm we don't need that. them in every color. No, we just, one is good. One you don't, is good. We do. We do not. You we do. need True. signs that say live, laugh, love. Yes. No, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have that. And then the I other do. thing really, really quick to, that goes with this is I bought also a white hoodie sweatshirt from, from Costco. Yes, I bought it from Costco. <laughs> and it's just a white it's just a plain white hoodie, like nothing, but it's very soft and I love it. And I brought it home and Doug just looked at me and I was like, it was what? like worst goes, mistake ever. Yeah. It's that's what white. I was he said, white. between your children and your, he said, I quote, your eating habits, that oh. is not going to last very long. <laughs> and I just looked at him like deadpan and I was like, you're right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm very shocked when you said white. 
because I, I was just, too. It, it was what? It, so it, pretty. I it a week and it's fine, guys. It's fine. It's been a week. Like, just I'm buy some off my white tennis shoes that okay. I bought. You know what? It was $15. It'll be thing. fine. <laughs> That's okay, Tosh, what do you got? We're in hour yes. six. What you oh, got? Oh, gosh. Lou? Okay. Um, yes, quickly. Mine is um, twofold. It's uh, Jack had his first wrestling match um, in this club. He's in now in club, um, like Clark County Youth Wrestling Club. Um, it is not, you know, it is not particular to special needs. It is, it is I would say, mostly typical children. Uh, he is doing so good. Um, it is... We have to go the extra mile as parents with, you know, um, practices and helping him. Um, but at the match last night, he uh, he lost his first one and he was really, really bummed. And Tyler and I just like down on both knees, you know, like you got this, you know, it's okay to lose as long as you keep fighting to the end. Um, and then he won his next two matches by pin. Yes, buddy. Yeah. So, and he fought hard. He fought hard. So, I mean, I'm, that's, you know, peak is for both him and I, you know, as, mm-hmm. as his parent and mom and, and, um, yeah. And I'm that screaming mom. Great. I'm down with it. Oh, as so long as you're videos, you'd be like, oh, my God. As long as you are saying, Jack Murray Dillman, go, go Jack no, Murray yes. Dillman. Well, there's, you know, different language, you know, it's like, get up, get up, get up. I can totally drive, picture drive, this. Drive. Like every word of it. I can just see Tosh. Just a chance. Just a chance. I'm going to need Tyler to video this for us and then we can yeah. post it on Instagram. Not Wait, video, Jack. Just Tosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, just Tosh. Oh, we think, Tosh. She'll, she'll think that we're videoing Jack, but really, yeah. really what we're capturing here mm. is her. Yes. I love that. Um, okay. So for me, um, I had a, like it, it's a pre IEP meeting because Gracie has her met this year. So we've got the three year shenanigans. Um, and the not peak of that was me ending up crying in front of everybody. But the peak of this was, um, Gracie's gen ed teacher (laughs) was telling me that Gracie walked into class one day and Gracie tends to wander when she gets in there. She has to explore and she loves markers and writing. And apparently they didn't realize until after Gracie left Jen Ed and went back to bridge that she had on an easel written all of the colors of the rainbow. So red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, and um, you know, everything. Cause Gracie, I think she has photographic memory. I don't know, but like everything was spelled right. And um, her teacher was like, did Gracie do this? And one of the little kids was like, yeah, I watched her. She wrote all of them. And so the teacher flipped it around and she's like, the whole class was like, wow, she spelled all of those, right? And she's like, it was just the sweetest moment in the class. And she's like, I wish that Gracie could have been there like to see all of her classmates because they were so proud of her work. Um, And she was like, it was just such a special moment. And I was like, these little humans just give me the humanity, like the little ones, you know? Um, So that was a major peak in that meeting. Um, and then personally, I think this week I just negotiated like the most killer deal for one of my clients. <laughs> and I have never been so stoked about it. Like I took it on as this personal challenge and 
Then I won and I actually, I need to send you girls. I actually have a video of what happened when I got the confirmation via text message that I won and it includes dance moves. Yes. Um, it includes Absolutely. me challenging Maya saying, you know, when play hardball with me. When the purchase of a house, all of it counts money-wise. Come on. Good job, Shannon. It was yeah. so good. If and I was going to buy a house, I would bring you from Arizona. Well, I would love to do that, but I am not licensed where oh, you are. Well, okay. However, you know, I can hook you up no, with just someone no. who is. No, 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 no. no. And so I no. need to get licensed. I would hire you. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, it was very validating and it just felt so good. And they're just this adorable first time home buyer couple and they have one daughter together and she's pregnant with her second. And mm. it was just like, oh, it was just so good. So that was. Yeah, because I imagine my, really quickly, okay. I imagine like. Yes, you're going to make money. You're you're the real estate agent. Yes. But like seeing them get into their first home and helping them mm-hmm. and getting them the best deal, that in itself is like, oh, you know, so, that and just like how excited they are. Yes. Yeah. Like how excited they are. And the thing is, too, that it's a big I feel deal. like it is. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm doing this to make money so that I can like provide for Gracie later. But I also have the benefit that my family is not going to starve if I don't close a sale. So I don't Literally. have this like, I don't have as much of an attachment to closing things because I like I don't need it to pay my mortgage, right? And I don't say that. I'm not trying to say that like to sound like a jerk, but it's just it allows me to do things differently, I feel like, yeah. because I'm not so concerned about it. So, yeah. it was just cool. It was like a really fun thing that ended up really well for everybody involved. So, I'm stoked. Very stoked about it. I'm brushing off my shoulder. Nobody mm-hmm. can see. It's a milestone for people. Brush your yeah. off. Um, okay, we're going to wrap up because we're at an hour and 12. <laughs> um, we love you guys so, so, so very much. Um, let us know what you want to hear us talk about on Moms Talk Moms. Um, we want to know what you think about it. Should we keep it? Should we toss it? What do you want us to do? Um, find us on Instagram, Moms Talk Autism. Find us on Apple, Spotify. Amazon, all the other places. Leave us a review only if you like us. Um, if you don't, email <laughs> us at kickrocks at momstalkautism.com. I'm just kidding, right. sort of. Um, we love you guys so very much and see you soon. Bye. Say bye, girls. Bye. 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 Adios. Love you.